Привет, comrades, and welcome to episode 18 of the Marvel Mondays Initiative here on the Penultimate Conquest. Today's topic is, of course, our discussion of Natasha, aka Black Widow, as part of our MCU Rewind series, where we rewatch and rank the MCU films. But before we get into our discussion, we've got a little bit of housekeeping for you today. Drink vodka, everyone. If you're watching on YouTube, consider dropping a like and sub, and don't forget to hit that bell to get notifications for all our shows from the motherland, including our video game show, the penultimate game show, our TV and movies podcast called The Cross Media Show, and our anime show, Anime Nation. It's crazy, it's great. I, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Christian Macias, your curator of, this is curator of cinema and the host for the evening, and alongside me today is the friendly neighborhood co-host of all things Marvel and Destiny, the daddy-to-be, Erigin. Hello, comrade. I'm so glad to be with you here today, ready to talk about the motherland whenever I can. So yes, put vodka up in air. Stalin did horrible war crimes. Let's just keep... <laughs> wow, okay, all right. What a Friends. save. What Praise is... Putin, but not really, just for joke. <laughs> for joke for podcast. And rounding out the war table is, of course, our one and only director of operations, Ruben Guerrero. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not doing this. <laughs> you made me go through the whole intro for Man, you to not. I told you to do this. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to go through with it. You're you such, a po- such a poser. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Such a poser. How you doing? It's been so long since we've seen each other. You know? For real, for real. Some housekeeping for you today. Uh, Tessa may or may not be streaming more Resident Evil Village this That's week. Right. But if you do want some more content from Tessa and Resident Evil Village, you can catch those VODs over on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash weird link. But just look up the Penultimate Conquest. You'll find us. It's VOD. VOD. Go check out also another <laughs> playthrough that Tesla did of the Toem demo, a very cute photo adventure indie game. I love the aesthetic of that game. That black and white oh is very God, cool. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I also forgot we- to mention, uh, I am finishing up my Ratchet and Clank play- playthrough this week. And I am also playing, I finally hooked up the Xbox Series S, you know, playing some Game Pass games. Oh, you, you did it, huh? You, you hooked up the S, you'll sell it when you get the X? Nah, I figured I'd keep both. And just have the yeah. the S in my room, you know? Okay. I'll take the X if you don't want it. No. I, I need to get the X. No. Very cool. If you're listening to us live on Twitch, it's not up yet, but we just did our Loki episode 5 review. If you're listening on YouTube, that is available right now. You can go check that out at your leisure. We can find out uh, what we think about episode 5. Do we think Kang is the villain? Do we think it's Loki? Do we think it's someone else? I don't know. Do we think it's Don't your mom? The... Wow. Oh, that's good. Sucker. Got him. But we're going to head straight into our discussion of Black Widow today with a small bit of news, but it's related to the topic of the show. So I'll just get get us ready with this. Um, Black Widow, guys, has earned $218 million in its worldwide opening weekend. $80 million has been domestic. $78 million has been international. 60 million has been on Disney Plus Premier Access. So, congratulations to Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh for their release. Cool stuff. 
I think this is the first time that Disney Plus is really like Disney's ever released. Like, hey, this is what we made on Disney Plus. Like, I don't think they did that for Mulan, Raya, um, Cruella. Well, I mean, I don't think they did that at all. They probably didn't get numbers like this for for this stuff. I'm sure. And it just shows, like, if we're 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 talking box office science here, it just shows that obviously people are getting more comfortable going back into movie theaters, Um, and also it could be a thing like. It doesn't matter if we have a pandemic and we have something that's not like you know super crazy forward in the MCU. People just miss the MCU. Yeah, like, uh, we had F nine break the record with seventy million, and then this one beats it. like a Black Widow movie beat an F- Fast and Furious movie for an opening weekend. Like that's incredible. Well, you see, the okay. problem with that is like Fast and Furious is not really stop. So. I'm gonna have you stop right there. <laughs> it's a popular franchise that makes money. I didn't say for that. Black Widow, That's not what I for said. For Black Widow to come out and people like before, like just a few years ago, were like, "Yeah, female-led movies don't make money." This is a big fuck you to that. Uh, could we do the comparison for uh, Captain Marvel in this? I mean, Captain Marvel, I think, beat it um, opening well, weekend. I think opening was, weekend. Yeah. Okay. Is that is that what we're looking for? Captain, Captain Marvel definitely beat it opening weekend. Um, one hundred and fifty-three million. So it did not. Black Widow. Passed by a hundred million, almost hundred million. Oh, so it did not beat it. Okay. Well, no. I mean, if you take into account with Disney Plus, which apparently like the the not logistics. Oh, um, I'm I'm the, sorry, I'm wrong. Sorry, go ahead, Eric. The numbers skewed more towards a Western audience with the Disney Plus stuff because obviously, like that's where a pre- predominant a lot of the um, subscribers are. Just like if you if you count them both. That's like almost maybe 130, 140 plus million yeah. opening weekend for Black Widow, which is incredible. Like yeah. that is outstanding for this. Like people have missed the MCU. Like people have missed MCU movies. People have just missed movies, period. And I'm glad that everyone's feeling more comfortable looking at you red states here in the South. Go get vaccinated. <laughs> um, yes, um, absolutely. So, um, yeah, people. Movies are great. Movies are back. It felt good to hear the Marvel fucking theme song again in a movie theater. On a big screen. Two things. So I was wrong. 153 million is actually the domestic number for uh, Captain Marvel. 455 million was the worldwide for that opening weekend. So Captain Marvel did beat it. Um, and it's probably just logistically theater, more theaters were open then than they, they are now. Right. But seeing these numbers from uh, Disney makes me ask the question like, would this have been as good if this was only a Disney Plus premiere movie that came out a few months ago? Ooh, good question. I don't know. You, you have to look at it as, with, with Disney Plus, it's an interesting beast because they did say that, you know, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier was the most thing that's been seen on Disney Plus, like, premiere for anything. And then they come out and say Loki was the most watched season premiere out of anything, all this stuff. And so it's interesting if they would have put it just on Disney Plus, I think it was smarter of them because, you know, Disney Plus typically has like that three month thing where it's just like three months of early access and Premier then you can access. watch it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like right now with this July 9th thing, you would have had to have Shang-Chi would have come out after like before the expiration date <laughs> ended. So like if you wanted right. to be up to date on the MCU, yeah. you needed to pay this 30 bucks to watch it. And I don't because I know studio Marvel Studios did not want it just to be on Disney Plus. Yeah, like they wanted movies back, so I'm really glad that they pushed it. As much, we'll get into more of why I think this movie should have released later. Later, I'm glad. Oh. I'm glad that they 
released it. I, I'm glad they waited. I'm glad they waited for the time is right. And the time was right for this. Like it, it was, it was, it was time. Like it, it was delayed so many times, and it like that's got to be kind of demeaning as like the cast and crew. Like this movie you've worked out so hard for, it's just like oh, it just keeps getting delayed, keep getting delayed. But we had you know a, a somewhat called otherworldly experience in the world last month, I mean, year and a half. So it was probably the right call in the end anyway, because they deserve that theatrical experience. Not Scarlett Johansson deserves the theatrical experience yes. for Black Widow, right? Like she deserves to be on the big screen for that portrayal of her character. Ruben, what do you think about that question? I posited. I mean. <laughs> This movie, I had watched Endgame four times opening weekend, and I felt nothing about Black Widow's death. I was like, yeah, it's whatever. Like, these two are like the, wait, let me, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me, let me redeem myself. These two are like the lower tier of the Avengers, which is true. I did care more about, uh, Guys, let me finish. I did care more about um, Hawkeye dying just because, like, we met his family. We didn't really know much about Natasha. Like, f- why? Why? Why couldn't we wait? Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me finish. Why couldn't we just see? Why couldn't like we? Right now, Ruben is just like. Argh. Why couldn't we see more of Natasha's background story in? Yeah. Captain America Winter Soldier. This movie should have come out before Infinity War. It it should have. But I'm kind of glad that it didn't. Because this movie now Endgame's death scene makes me feel I'm sorry, full spoilers for Endgame, but like you should have seen that already. Yeah. Um this movie makes that scene feel so much like hit so much harder. I was just telling Christian before we were we started uh, Loki that I was watching um, a video that somebody clipped together, like oh, edited yeah. together, and that fucking video, I was crying. I was literally crying. At it was a six minute video about Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, Natasha Romanoff. This was a character I didn't really care about, and this movie was able to change that which is so insane why didn't you put this movie out before so the video you're referencing is from user slifer 2812 the title of the youtube video is uh in parentheses marvel natasha romanoff black widow i can't wait to watch it after because you were crying when i joined this i was literally crying yeah literally (laughs) crying also thank you ethan brandon for you know sharing that with me because oh god absolutely also i want to point out that uh before this movie started in theaters i was so excited i was on the verge of crying from excitement okay that's actually this is perfect this leads to my next question before we even get into any discussion of the movie i want to hear what your theater experiences was like because i I think all three of us saw it in the theater correct yes i want to start with eric because i think he was the most excited to watch um, any movie, specifically a Marvel movie, back in theaters. Uh, no. So, like, my first theater experience going back was F9, and, like, it was incredible, because it, it's weird, because I feel as though being away from movies for so long heightened the experience for me. Like, I think, like, both F9 and Black Widow are s- very solid movies. I think they were, you know, boosted by me not being a theater for so long. 
It felt right. great to like get my popcorn, get my drink, sit in my row H15 that I always sit in. Right you in have the middle. A seat you always wait, sit wait, in wait, specific wait. seat Tessa can oblige to that H15 IMAX. Oh, uh, the Mall of Louisiana um, hey, don't AMC you. Theater. Okay. Everyone knows I'm from Louisiana. Okay, okay. I haven't given away my address. Uh, one, I, I was about to do the Tony Stark Malibu address. It'd be funny. But, um, funny. Uh, and so, right in the middle, there wasn't that many people, actually. But I, I did see it like 7 o'clock um, Sunday, first night. Uh, then again, like there was basketball, there was the NBA finals going on. Um, people may have already seen it. Um, so the 7 a.m. yesterday was not that packed at all. It was me and my two buds watching it. It was great. 7 a.m.? 7 p.m. The oh. movies don't open that early. <laughs> I was going to uh, yeah. say, what the open that early? And so, and then I watched it today again with Tessa at 2.30 and there was, there was a few people in there, but you still have to deal with we still have to deal with COVID. The pandemic is still going on. Yeah. So you don't know if a lot more people are going, but it just, it felt so good just to sit down and see some crappy tr- movie trailers. Like it was, it was good to see like, don't forget, go check the exits. Make sure you have an eye on all your values. Oh. I thought you were referencing Venom, let there be carnage. Which was one of the uh, trailers they played for me. And the, the, that looks so bad. That looks so bad. I got. Let's see. What did I get? I got that escape room trailer, which uh, I, I never saw the first one. Uh, no. I got the Aretha Franklin biopic. I got. Um, Can I just Snake say I'm glad we're calling it the Snake Eyes? Going to be cool. Snake Eyes. Cool. I I feel like this movie should not be coming out now. You know, it should have been. Why didn't you follow the Avengers? You know. Put out a Snake Eyes. Put out a GI Joe. Put out a uh, I don't know no, any I'm, other I mean, characters. I don't know. From GI Joe. They, they got it. It'd be cool. It's gonna be a cool martial arts movie. So I'm I'm, I'm excited to see it. Then we had mm-hmm. what what uh we had Eternals. We had the Eternals trailer. I, I did we too. Had, yeah. um, and then we had the Jungle Cruise trailer. So it just felt good to be in the movies again because that's my favorite. One of my favorite places to be is like at a movie theater. And um, yeah. So it just felt so good. Like my theater experience is great. Not that a lot of people just sit there. Just no, it didn't look like anyone was around me. Just focus on the movie. So I'm, I'm gonna go next, just so I, I'll, yeah. so we can get Ruben's last. I also, my theater experience. Uh huh. Before you continue, I also want you to add how you saw this movie. Was it in Dolby? Was it in IMAX? What I was about to. Oh yeah, okay. you know, you okay. know, I'm gonna give you the the okay. dirty little details. Okay. So I got the um, opening night showing thursday the second showing of the day they actually did a 5 p.m showing which is kind of strange but i got the 9 p.m showing imax here in portland um i I was ready got my seat in like i15 i13 something like that i don't know i didn't have a specific seat like eric does every every showing but (laughs) somebody came up to me during before the trailers even and were like hey i think you're in our seat and i was like oh is this not i9 whatever and I showed them my ticket, and she's like, N- I also have that seat. Oh, no. And at this point, my edible's kicking in. I don't have the energy to get up and figure this out. And she's like, I'll go to the front. Don't worry about it. And I was like, cool. In between her going out and then coming back, I learned that they had double booked almost the entire theater. 
no. people did not know where to sit. Like people were just like scooting over, making room for everyone. Granted, what Portland is. This? I don't want to say. Man. No, like uh, what? It was a regal. It was a regal. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I wasn't too concerned since Portland is at like over seventy percent vaccinated at this point. Like, I know I'm good, and I, and I trust in the public enough here in town to be vaccinated. I didn't get anyone near me, but there were a few people that were ha- like no social distancing was happening, like in the front row specifically. But other than that, like it was a pretty smooth experience. Okay. Now, you, I saw this movie in an AMC, Dolby, all the way, you know, that's how you got to see it. Um, I saw this in Jersey and there was no, uh, you know... There's no, uh, God damn it, what's it called? The buffer, you know? What's oh, the... like distancing, I guess? Yeah, social distancing. That's what I was talking about. Um, yeah, there was no social. This theater was packed to the max. Like, oh, the wow. only two, th- two uh, rows that weren't filled were the first two, like, right next to the screen, you know? Um, God, I, I got there, like, 20 minutes before. No, that's a lie. I got there 10 minutes before, picked up popcorn, picked up soda, did a bathroom check, took nice. a picture with the Dolby, uh, you know how it says, what movie? Yeah. Took that and got to my seat. The whole row was full. So I was like, oh, shit. I got to be that guy that's like, oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I sat down and there's these two fucking kids that didn't want to shut the fuck up throughout the whole movie. So, guys. The whole movie. The whole movie. Well, like the big parts of the movie where they were like, oh, my God, that was the girl that she killed. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, what what are you doing? Like, just shut the fuck up and watch the movie. So, shut the fuck up and watch the movie, Eric. I think we're going to get to a point where I'm going to ask you when we get into, like, specific spoilery stuff in here. Like, when did people cheer to this movie? Because I had barely anyone in my theater for both times so i just want to know like when with a full crowd what were the moments where like the biggest hype i want to say i'll tell you right now none of them no one cheered no one clapped that's how i like it baby no one cheered no one clapped except for the end there was this guy but there was this guy at the end that just started yelping at random names it was really weird it's a collective experience like if we all are there and enjoy the moment but that's Having all about. we're talking about this theater experience, and I'm thinking to myself, should I watch this movie again on Thursday after Loki? I, I want to see it again too. <laughs> I'm booking the tickets, guys. I'm booking okay, the tickets. Okay. So like, this, this is yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Like there are some movies where like I don't want to hear stuff, but like for like Avengers, Star Wars, and stuff, I like the cheering adds to the experience. And like I don't, yeah. I don't want it for all the times, but like you know. When Hulk is punching the Chitari dragon, and then we got the theme song going around, like, and everyone is cheering, like that adds to the experience. It's, it's but that's it's what an Avengers. Me- that's a huge moment. You I know, just, it, it's just, it's just one of those things where, like, it just it makes the movies. That's what makes the movies the movies. Yeah. It's, like, it's a because they had like this really cool thing, like a Morgan Freeman voice thing talking about how like the movies are back and we're all here for this collective experience of being in a dark room watching these films and it's just i miss that so much like it's mm-hmm. been great to like have the comfort in my own home like that has been exceptional like being able to just play something whenever i want that's awesome but 
nothing beats like getting to your movie theater, getting in your seat, yeah, watching some crappy trailers, and then you know watching a film. Yeah, like it, it. Nothing beats it. Like it's it's. That's why I will always pick film over TV. Always is because of that reason right there. You know what? I respect this Eric guy. Respect him. And I agree. Like I, I akin these Marvel movies to like almost roller coasters for me. Like they're they're the like I love the entertainment force that's behind these movies. So collective experience of everyone like shouting and like clapping and just being excited in general to watch a, a movie like it is 100% the way to go for these movies. I agree with you. Yeah. Totally. Let's get into our review. Just some quick fire questions. What did you think about the movie? Give me, give me a little rating. Good? Great? Loved it? What? Loved it. Loved it. 10 out of 10 for me. I mean, is, really? Is it recency bias, Ruben? Like, I'm not, I'm not discrediting, like, if that's what you think about the movie, that's no, awesome. No, I, that's I just yeah, think, I just... like, the story of this movie helped me appreciate the character more. So, I'm, I'm sticking with that. 10 out of 10. Wow. Putting this on my Marvel, my Marvel list is like I've seen people do that, and I ain't trying to get socially shot out there, you know. This is why I'm holding off on doing. Sorry, go ahead, Eric. Griffin, I'm looking at you. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was referencing. Captain Winter Winter Soldier at twelve, man. You're great, and we appreciate you very much. But to be honest, I'm holding off on putting this into my overall list, and I'm. I'm putting it in the the give me six my months. new list that that I'm doing yeah. with you guys. Yeah, give me so. six months and then we'll talk about it. It's like I tweeted Christian, when you know, you know. Yeah, you knew. Yeah, and like I I respect that. Knew what? And so I like I knew like I, I tweeted out as soon as after I saw the movie, like I tweeted out my updated list. So I knew like going after leaving it like this is where this stands. Um and so to answer your question, this movie was great like for me. Like and that's like not taking the fact that obviously I'm biased. I love Marvel, I love all things Marvel, and um, it like added to the experience the fact that it's the first Marvel movie I've seen in two years. But like this was actually a very well made movie. Yeah, it really it really was. I do have um, one caveat. I do have some, one caveat. Some misses. Like obviously this, this movie's not perfect for me. Like there are some sure. misses with it, but like this was this is a fun ride. Like. Yeah. That's what mm-hmm. that's what's still great about these movies. It's just they have a little bit of everything. Like they'll have some comedy, they'll have some drama, they'll have some action, they'll have all these things together. And I think like what this movie does, it should have come out years earlier. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm glad this movie exists. This is really good. I'm glad we hopefully this is the first of many new female directors we have in the MCU because um Boy, Joe, let's go. It, it did a good job. Like and uh, Jack Schaefer, I think that's how I pronounce her last name. Showrunner for WandaVision wrote this movie, helped write this movie. Mm. Just let let this let's go. This is a good jump start into what we want to do with Phase Four. Like have a bunch of different people tell cool stories. Rate it, you coward. Rate it. What did... Um. So I think I have it right right in the middle. No, uh, I meant like out of ten. Oh, out of ten, I'd give this movie an eight. Okay. Okay, that's a bit higher than. That I'm going for. For me, this is a mo- this is a good movie with great moments. Um, never anything more than that for me. I thought it was like a fun ride, but I left thinking like, okay, that was cool. Um, certainly a lot of moments that I can nitpick for sure. 
Um, I have issues with the villain, as I'm sure we'll get into. Of course. Um, I think I would have to give this, if I was like tiering, ranking this, I'd put it at like mid-tier. Maybe you could convince me that it'd be like the higher of the mid-tiers, but yeah, just a solid Marvel flick all around, but nothing, nothing too exceptional. Now, to be clear, I do want to say that this is a 10 out of 10 for me, just because it made me feel something for the character. That's great. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. Like, Black Widow, I, I really like MCU's Black Widow, because it's not this whole thing where she's just like, pulled, like, she does the thing with the Avengers, and then we cut to a different scene where she's like, the Avengers trust me, comrade. I'm going to infiltrate them and stuff like that. I don't like it when she's, like, playing both sides. Like, I like it like this. Yeah. Or, she like, she has that redemption for I herself. I like it like that. Yeah, yeah, baby. Um, so I get it. Um, but yeah, for me, it's it's mid tier. Like this is mid tier. It's it's only because like the upper tier of Marvel is so damn good. Yeah, like, I I can't put it higher than where I have it on my list right now. But like it, this is great. I think for for me, like what really pushed this movie forward were the characters because we got outstanding performances from the like the found family unit amazing dude like florence Pugh as yelena i would i would want to watch black widow again just for her performance now i had doubts everything i've seen florence Pugh in not good not good i'm looking at you a24 movie that screwed the shit out of me midsummer is fantastic dude. yeah that's emotionally scarring so that's probably why like she's great the second viewing of this like she's even better like she was fantastic in this movie and i'm glad i liked it i'm glad i liked her playing this role i'm glad she was the comedic relief that the black widow character needed yeah she's such a little sister in this movie it's yeah it's 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 perfect yeah she knew like oh yeah talk about a role and ro damn straight baby florence pew pew yeah um she's great but also david harbour oh sorry oh no no like i'm just gonna like even though this is scar like scar johansson's movie like florence pew there were some scenes that she was just doing laps around everybody oh yeah she's a phenomenal actress and we're going to get more of her. I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the daddy himself, David Harbaugh. Crimson Dynamo, a.k.a. Red Guardian. I love that. I love that cut right there they had. Perfect. Yeah. I, you know, at first I wasn't really liking that they made David Harbour just like this clown, essentially, that everyone's just like bagging on. But he really grew on me. Like, he, he has a lot of heart for his family. Like, he's maybe he's kind of like a shitty dad right but like no one's perfect but he cares about them right and we learned that and i don't know I, I ended up loving him by the end of the movie he's also got the their their names tattooed on his on his arm i didn't see that that's pretty clever he also has carl marx tattooed on his yep. nose. yeah i did see that i did see that sickle baby uh let's um and i think i read an interview with him where he loved playing the big doofy loser character like he he really enjoyed that, and I thought it was fun. Like to have this is going to sound weird, but like in my head it sounds good. Like I love how we have these three strong female characters, and we have a goofy dude just running yeah. around. Like I thought that was fun. I think you're right. I think yeah, absolutely. What threw me off was him playing the big doofy character. Like he didn't look like it in the beginning of the movie, but I guess like all that time in prison, yeah, you kind of 
dumb yourself down. I don't know. It was a weird pivot in his character for me. Like, I, I would have liked for him to be a little more serious, but, like, it, he did rub off on me pretty good. I like, uh, yeah. Whoa. Like the way he rubbed on you? No. In the end, I did like his character. You know, I just wish it was a little more serious. Okay. Any thoughts on uh, Rachel Weiss as Molina? I think she was, for me personally, I think she was the lesser part of this movie. In yeah, I mean, she, she also wasn't in it like a whole bunch as much as right, the other right, characters right. were. Uh, but go ahead, Eric. Yeah, she was cold, calculating. Yeah, that's yeah. I guess that's really what it was. Part. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot, I had a point to make about. I also didn't recognize Red Guardian. I can... Question. I have a question. I remember what it was. Did he really? So in the... yes, did he actually do? Because oh. like Captain America was frozen. Yeah. I love that line. But then people on Twitter are like, oh, we want to see that fight happen. It's like, what, what do you mean? He was frozen. What fight are you talking about? It's fake. He made that shit up. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> also, Steve would destroy him. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. not too sure about that. He he didn't get one hit, barely one hit in on Taskmaster. Yeah, but Taskmaster, like, I don't think Steve would have been able to take down Taskmaster. No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about Steve versus Red Guardian. That's what I'm saying, yeah. I, I, oh, gotcha. I, I, don't, I don't know. I think it might be, like, Steve gets his iconic line, I can do this all day. But, like, he, he may land some hints. Old Man Cap could beat Red Garden's ass. Ooh, okay. Dude couldn't even get in his suit. He could barely get in his suit. Yeah. Uh, again, he's also been in prison for, what, like Steel, 30 years? Steel fits. Steel fits. They have so much energy. Oh, God. <laughs> Ro points out in the chat saying the pig the pig scene was scary. Super scary. I don't remember. I don't remember a, a scene. Yeah, when oh, in the, yeah. Yeah, never, yeah, it hit me. I had yeah. to tell Tess. I'm like, hey, just so you know, this pig is CGI. Yeah. Just so you're aware, like that no pig was harmed right now. Yeah. Dude, I kept thinking like, okay, yeah, that's enough. Okay, that's enough. All right, that's enough. Let him go. Yeah. Let him breathe. All right, that's enough. And he like it just kept going. And I think that moment right there, like, really added to Rachel Wise's character because, like, clearly she has like no regard. Like, oh look, I'm just gonna talk about how this cool shit we're doing. Oh wait, this living creature I have right now. Oh, he'll be fine. He had 11 more seconds. She knew he had 11 more seconds left to live. It's like, all right, fine, I'll do it. It's just like that. What's what added to her? Like she was. Um, I mean, she wasn't the star of the show, but it, it was yeah. cool to have this like um, partnership with them of like the big goofy dad strong man with like the very cool conniving smart mom like i thought that was really cool i remember thinking during that whole like scene when they're having dinner uh that the the trailers i was not misled is the wrong word but i remember i was under the impression the trailers that this is a movie about like the family all coming together Mm -hmm. and 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 it still is but it's not the family that i thought it was going to be right yeah like everyone like it was a fake family for all intents and purposes right it was real to them in the end but i remember thinking like this is a cool like subversion of my expectations like molina i don't know if she cares or not about these girls and like that is like insane for me to yeah it's scary to think about and like such a difference between the way that these little girls saw them at the beginning of the movie yeah what was really cool yes. is young Natasha was played by Mila Jovovich's kid. Yep. It was like, 
she looks just like her mom. Yep. Especially like the pictures they were showing in like the opening credits. I was like, she looks just like her mom. We should talk a little bit about the opening. I thought it was cool that we get like Natasha. We know it's Natasha because she's always having like different colored hair. And like, oh, there's the blonde kid. That must be Florence Pugh's character. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. What do we think about the opening? Set in the 80s or whatever? 95, I think. Yeah. No, you're in Ohio, by the way. Yeah. No one, no one wants to be in Ohio. But I, I thought it was cool, really cool. I just, I just heard that kind of funny podcast the other day. No, Cleveland sucks apparently. Cleveland does suck. Um, I'm gonna put up the full spoilers ahead. Give me a sec. Oh, you didn't earlier. We've been spoiling the shit out of this movie. Yeah, but it's like we've been, you know, skipping it. Okay, so it's officially full spoilers ahead. From um, what I've seen on Twitter, I have an actual hot take about Black Widow. Okay. The David Fincher style opening with the cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit was far too long and very jarring. I did not like it. How did you guys feel about that? Um, I mean, I thought it was okay. Like, I, I was curious to see, like, what was happening. And then when I realized, like, oh, they were actually spies. Like, Christian, I was also thinking, like, her family was just... A bunch of this, Russian people in the... Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. This man wants in. I can see him. What? Check, uh, what? check this, Gordon. So, Cam goes, uh, Black Widow fucking ruled. I'm back, by the way. Then Ro goes, I love the... Oh, oh. Get oh. in here, baby. Get oh. in we here. A, we have a special oh, guest. Hold on, hold on. Time. It's fucking time to talk about Black Widow. Okay, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Give me a sec. Come. I'm crashing this podcast okay that's fair um go off king uh it ruled. i this movie fucking ruled this movie fucking ruled this is a top 10 mcu film i think it's one of the best like solo films in the mcu without a doubt like i think the only ones i put it over uh is like guardians one if you consider that you know solo film because it's just the group black panther and i mean like i, I mean like the first film, like the first film that like focuses on, because you know Winter Soldier's still better than this movie, but like I got a lot of Winter Soldier vibes from this movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. it, it 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 was just a really well made action techno spy film with an MCU skin on it, and that's what Winter Soldier was. Like it was a really good like old school spy, you know, grounded movie, but it was Captain America, and it was super super rad. Um, there were some like just logistical things with like like the one car crash with uh nat and uh Dude, natasha and Yelena. she should have like, died yeah. dead oh, yeah. like, you know, and they just walk out like nah they're dead um and then like the part where at the near the end of the movie where um natasha jumps out of the the red room uh like outside and then she grabs the pole i'm just like yo we've seen this happen to winter soldier and his arm was he was like retching from that with his metal arm like that was not gonna work you yeah, know what i mean coward, but, like, you know? <laughs> but even so like very few like only that only happened a few times but like it really like didn't feel like an mcu film to me for a lot of it like you know if it wasn't yeah. like if it wasn't obviously like black widow and things like that it felt like it didn't feel like an mcu film at times and i really really enjoyed that bye honey love you um, and 
I just, I had a blast. Like, I kept, I, just numerous times throughout the movie, I thought to myself, this is really good. Like, and I don't, I don't know, there, there's very few MCU films where I thought that. And I know, because I know that uh, Christian saw my rank, like, my updated ranking. I think I placed <laughs> it at, like, seventh or eighth for me. Um, and he said, like, and I put it over Thor Ragnarok, and he thought that was crazy. And, I, like, I get it. Like, Thor Ragnarok is a very funny film. It's a very entertaining film in that sense with, with Taika Waititi's, like, comedy and stuff like that. But that's all it really was for me. Like, the first mm. time I watched Thor Ragnarok, I walked out, like, kind of, like... I mean, it's the best Thor movie, but it didn't do a whole lot for me. Um, it had, like, its funny moments and things like that. And then, but then everyone, like, on Twitter was like, wow, Thor Ragnarok was amazing. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> you know, but, like, over time I watched it more and I, I enjoy, like, I enjoy it more. And I do think it's, like, definitely one of the better MCU films. But this one is, like, mm. I don't know. I just, like, I think that there's more, I get, I will get more out of, Rewatching Black Widow than I will like Thor Ragnarok, and that's like one of the big reasons why I put Black Widow over Thor Ragnarok on my personal. Holy ranking. shit, that's actually a really good point. That makes a lot oh, of sense. Off gang. Yeah. So yeah, that's 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 why um, uh, that's how I kind of like. I mean, that's not like the main or only reason of how I decide like how I rank my films, but like that was a big part of it. It was just like, okay, like this, is, I'm still going to get a really great action film where I'm going to enjoy the action more than Thor Ragnarok. And I thought Black Widow was really, really funny. Um, you know, I, I don't know if like the highs of humor were as high as Thor Ragnarok, but I think that just the consistency of, of me mm. laughing in an action film, I just don't think it really comes up very often. And great, granted, it was like, it's a big part of like, uh, Florence Pugh's character, Yelena yeah. and things like that. But like, in general, I just thought it was a really, really great movie. Like, the worst thing I can say about this movie, outside of those, like, logistical things I brought up, is that it should have came out, like, between Civil War and Infinity War. Like, yeah. that's, yep. the only, that's the only thing that I could say that... And that's not even something against the film, per se, but more of the overarching universe. Yeah. I do think Taskmaster should have been flushed out better. Sure. Yeah. That yeah, that's I, true. To me, that was the worst part of this movie. Oh, oh no, Taskmaster fucking ruled. No, see, that scene on the bridge was great. No, no, don't get me wrong. Taskmaster uh, in like every film. I mean, every part of this movie we saw Taskmaster in was great. I just wish the MCU would stop fucking doing this every fucking time. Don't introduce a a, a villain that we're not going to see in future movies. You know, like Taskmaster should have been the character that he is in the comics because we would have been able to see him in the future as I, a villain. I, I I don't think that's a. Here's the thing, though. Like, it's hard with with how the MCU works, and there being so many heroes, there's only so much room for the for the villains. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's only so much room for the villains to really have like a super fleshed out like story arc and i think that there are some films that did it super well like i i still i know a lot of people don't feel this way but i still think um oh god what's his name what movie ronan the accuser ronan oh. ronan i thought ronan was great in guardians like i was just like i feel like i got everything that i wanted out of this guy as a villain um you know i know that some people were like oh he was whiny and stuff like that but i was just, but like 
I don't know. I, I still really enjoyed him as a villain, especially for that movie uh, against the Guardians. I agree. You know, um, I think that. I mean, I, I I'm sure we'll see. Um, uh, Michael Keaton in this next Spider-Man film in some aspect. I don't know if he'll be like the main villain, obviously. Cam, let me tell you um, a little something about I think, Spider-Man. I think, I think he'll come it. back. I think he'll come back, but like m- more or less his stuff is done. You know what I mean? Like I think mm-hmm. that they did a good job with his with his uh, go about as, as a MCU villain. Like it's just like Loki Loki is like, even though you know, the way that they're doing his story arc in the MCU is a little bit different from what it is in the comics. Loki is an incredibly notable villain, antagonist, whatever you want to say, compared to, like, Taskmaster in the comics. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. I knew, like, I wasn't a big Marvel guy um, outside of, like, certain, like, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Spider-Man and, like, yes. Fantastic Four leading into the MCU. But I knew who Loki was. Like, I knew before, like, going into Thor, I know who Loki is. Right. Taskmaster, I didn't know until, like, way later. You know, like, just, uh, so, I think that there's certain villains that get that opportunity, those, uh, or antagonists, whatever you want to, uh, call them, but, like, Taskmaster just isn't at that level. You know what I mean? Taskmaster isn't, like, Green Goblin or, like... Right, 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 right. Dark I just... It, uh, for me, it would have been better if it wasn't just the throwaway character, you know? I definitely think that they could have done more with Taskmaster in yeah. general. Yeah. But I like how they utilized Taskmaster in this new way. Yes. That, like, made it seem like less of a throwaway, if that makes sense. Like, I, I get, like, they, they always could do more. But I think that, like, doing a different take that was more personal to yeah. Natasha's story benefited the use of taskmaster more than just being like oh he's just some guy that like is an enigma that clo- that can mimic people's moves and then he dies and that's it you know what i mean it could have been mm. a lot worse than what we got okay all right that's fair i don't know i it feels like it's for me like a little bit in the middle like either focus uh, more on taskmaster or focus more on, on like the redemption or like the you know nat and and the florence pew's relationships with their family it was a little bit too much in the middle for me. I have another question for you guys that I've been thinking about for the past two days. Before you continue that, Rogue goes, uh, is in the chat and he says, I think that they did Taskmaster better than the character has ever been before. And he says, not amazing, but like Cam said, he's always been kind of throwaway or meh. Which That's true. That, that's a good let point. Me, let like, me I haven't read the comics. I don't know if there's like a really good Taskmaster story. Like with... like. You know where he's the villain to. Yeah, but like the, heroes, the man, but like the, the villain has mastered each and every hero's fight style. So I just feel like that you you just kind of like, oh yeah, he's in this movie and then that's it. You know, Eric, go ahead. Yeah. All right. So here's the thing. So usually with Taskmaster, he is very ridiculous. There's an episode of Ultimate Spider-Man where he dresses up as a fiscal uh, education teacher and sends all the kids into a obstacle course to see who is Spider-Man. Like it's ridiculous. He dresses like he has the same Taskmaster voice. Really fucking smart. (laughs) And he like you know he puts all these kids and like so Peter obviously fakes everything to show like hey look I'm not Spider-Man. Like Taskmaster is a ridiculous villain. Like, it's insane. Yeah. And they were able to make Taskmaster a... Here's what I got from that. Like, Taskmaster was, like, a vehicle for Nat's past, obviously, because it was the daughter. He was quiet. Like, Taskmaster was quiet. 
It was always there. That's the past literally coming back to haunt Natasha right. throughout this whole film. It could show yeah. up anywhere. Like that that's what a Taskmaster felt like she was everywhere all the yeah. time. Yeah. And so I think that's what the smart thing about it. Like I got serious Winter Soldier vibes before Bucky like got Started um at the end. Yeah, like he was like that first scene he's in when he flips over Nick's car, terrifying. Yeah. Taskmaster on the bridge, terrifying, terrifying yeah. moments. This appears to be not human. Yeah. But and that was I, it. And that's like the first thirty minutes. Yeah. And I think it's really good at the end where this redemption thing because the abuser is gone. Like he's dead. Yeah. If the abuser for Taskmaster's character is gone, so why would she not be, you know, redeemed? Why would she not like be not be Taskmaster anymore? Because she doesn't have that person over her shoulder the entire time, basically telling her what to do. Now he's gone, Taskmaster can do whatever the hell they want. And so that's why I think like Taskmaster here mm-hmm. was exceptional. Like they they really did a good job of especially the the first mimic scene when she he does the she does the flip on Natasha. Yep. And then like yeah. they have the stance and they stand up. It's like this is it. Like this is awesome as Taskmaster. Oh my god, I forgot about yeah. the chase scene when they're sliding down like the uh subway yeah. and he throws yeah. the shield. That was yeah. fucking awesome. And it slides oh, down, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then when he when they're fighting uh in the in the red room and you just like like the fight starts off Black Panther style, then you just see like the uses of uh the uses of Cap's fighting style and yeah. like really, really, really cool how they like you see the stuff. Bucky knife flip too. Yeah, the Bucky knife flip. Yep, yep. Super cool. Very cool stuff. I I, I wanted I, to go ahead. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. I'm just gonna stick with this Taskmaster stuff all over. Well well for me, like I think Black Widow, even if it's a mid tier MCU movie for me, um, I think it's still way more fun and exciting to me as MCU property than anything the shows has done. And I want to see oh, how you 100%. guys feel about that. Okay. I, def- yeah. I definitely think that... Um, I mean, I think Loki is the best show so far. Um, uh, but we'll have to see. The thing is, is like... Can they stick the landing? I, yeah. It, well, not even that. It's like, they only have an episode left. And I feel like this doesn't feel like the final episode that's coming up. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think that's been an issue with... I mean, that definitely was an issue with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And that's because of like COVID and stuff like that. But, um, I don't know, I, I just, um, I feel like WandaVision, I, like, even though I'm not enjoying the show as much as Loki, I think it was, like, consistent. Like, it had, it was consistent, I think it told, I don't feel like it had to, like, cut anything or, like, jump through any hoops to, like, get the full story that we needed for Wanda and Vision, um, you know, and setting up to, uh, Doctor Strange, but, like... Uh, this one, I'm like, I'm really enjoying each episode, and I, I think I'm enjoying each episode as the show goes on. I would probably say, like, I think episode four is actually my favorite so far. Um, wow. But I just, I don't know, I just feel like that there's a lot to do in this, like, last episode. And, because, like, I don't know what... We know that Kang is supposed to be, like, the, the villain in Ant-Man, you know, mm-hmm. Quantumania. But, like, how is this going to set that up? Like, is that is that supposed to set... Is that what this is supposed to do? Is it supposed to, like, help set up Quantumania? Or is it... What is it really doing outside of just this, you know, kind of redemption, like, character piece for Loki? Like, for the MCU moving forward. That's kind of where I'm at. 
Um, because I feel like character redemption for Loki. Let's be clear. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, but I think that this one is. Um, I I do think this one is more. It's more compelling for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I don't know. Uh, really, where it's gonna go? Where what it's gonna set up? Um, because you know, I don't know when when is Ant Man supposed to come out? Twenty twenty three. I think so. So it's just that far out, huh? That's that's really far like um i don't know so i i hope that uh it sticks the landing we'll see um Cam, if but, i if i can yeah. be frank with you i don't think that they're gonna be setting up uh, there, there's so much that loki is supposed to be setting up that we were told that before loki started that this is going to be the essentially i'm Put, using my own words, but the big bang of phase four. And I don't think it's that big of a bang. I think this is what starts off the multiverse stuff. I don't think we see Kang the Conqueror. If we do see him, I don't think it's going to be setting up uh, the, the Ant-Man and the Wasp stuff. I think as a, a couple movies, you know, like we'll probably see him in... Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, maybe at an end, end credit scene. Uh, that's being generous, probably not. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, I don't think that they're putting too much on Loki. Like they, they well, probably just like the pieces, right? Just like the road yeah. to Kang, but, right? But even, but even then, it's just like. First off, I want to say like I don't think Kang is showing up in Episode Six. No, I don't. I definitely don't think that. I don't. I don't think right? that. You know, we were saying, no, <laughs> I don't think we were saying, uh, you know, what uh, you guys were saying uh, earlier, because I had to step away and I, I got, I came back, um, that you guys were saying that a Loki is, like, the big bad behind all this. Like, that doesn't make sense to me, personally. I don't, I don't see why that would happen. I don't know. It just, like, there's no signs to that to me. Like, I get, I, like, I get the idea, like, you know, Loki's been seeing all these different Lokis and stuff, but that just, that just seems uh, bizarre to me. Um, but I just... There's got to be more, in my opinion, there's got to be more than just, like, mm-hmm. hey, here's a show about Loki and introducing, like, you know, like, the, the sacred timeline, that might be important moving down the line, um, but I just, like, and I know that, like, the main, like, theme of this saga so far is just, like, the multiverse stuff, but it's got, like, it, there's got to be more than just, here's this story about Loki, like, what, like, you know, what are they going to do? do moving forward with loki like you know is because like loki probably like doesn't seemingly isn't going to be in like the new thor movie so it's just like where is he gonna what's his role moving forward like what is he going to be doing so that's that's kind of where i'm at it's like there needs to be something more than just hey here's a story about loki real like realizing that he can be a good person and he he can like trust other people and like not be lonely and like Things like that. There needs to be more. I want to throw my man Eric in here because I know he loves the shows. I think WandaVision has like probably one of his favorite MCU properties that we've seen yet. How do you feel about like the movies versus shows so far as we're moving into Phase Four? I think it's interesting because like you can do both now. Like as we've seen with the um, end credit scene of this movie, like we're 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 doing end credits for TV shows now, and I think it's just a nice shared world like we don't have to think of them as just movies and tv shows anymore like this is it like we we have this stuff now it's 
I don't know if you want to call the TV shows. I'm not going to call them DLC because that doesn't do a service to them. Like, no, it's a part of the MCU. Yeah, like no, yeah. In, in the sense that like sometimes some people may view them as like, oh, this is not the movies and stuff, but this is just as important. Like this is setting. I don't up have to watch spoilers. that. So I no, just watch this movies. is important because you know literally this is going to be what the Hawkeye show is about. Like uh, Yelena is going to go after Hawkeye, and, that's, okay. and we're... Uh, that's another thing that I was just like that I did find a little confusing in that post credit scene i'm like she knows clint she like natasha mentions clint to yelena like why would she think like yelena's not stupid no yelena's not stupid so it's just i I really don't i like i think that like a lot of people are thinking like oh shit like you know this show is going to be about like yelena killing hawkeye and then kate bishop is like no that's not what's gonna Mm. happen that's gonna happen in the first episode uh, you know, this is a this is like a throwaway thing. Like this is like she's gonna yeah. go to Hawk and she's gonna they're gonna have a conversation about this whole yep. thing. It's like, look, I literally was gonna kill myself. Like I was gonna be the one to throw it off, but Natasha, like, sacrificed herself. Like I had to, I I was willing to die right there, but your sister wouldn't let me. And I think this is like really important because like obviously the Hawkeye show is gonna be about Kate Bishop taking up the mantle now. Yeah, and, like Jeremy exactly. Renner going away. So I think this is just a nice story. Like, this is what's important to this character right now. Like, she's here. She goes to her sister's grave. Look, the man who's responsible, maybe it's an extra thing. We didn't see the face in the shot, but she, like, looks at the shot and goes, oh, my God, Clint is the reason why Natasha is dead? I'm going after this dude. What the right, fuck? Yeah. I got to know what's I gotta know what's going on. And so that's why I think, like, it's these are great now because it's just all one big thing. Like, you can take the big giant epicness, put them in the movies. And now you have the super small, awesome character stuff in the TV shows. Like you could, de- you could devote a whole episode to Clint and Yelena sitting at a fucking dinner room table, talking about the events of Endgame. game. Like you can do that. And that's, what's so great about it. Yeah. And, and I, I, I do have these questions about Yelena too. Cause it's just like, mm. you know, when, when, when Natasha like hands her the vial and like the, the, the data and stuff like that, basically being like, you're in, you're in charge of this now. This was like, like that was basically like her passing the mantle in my eyes. It was like, you are now black widow basically. So it, it was weird when like, I see her working for Valentina. I'm like, again, Yelena's not stupid. She knows that her sister worked for the Avengers. Why are you working for this chick? Yeah. Like there, it, 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 there's like so many questions and I, and I, I, I like, I don't want to just take it for verbatim, like, you know, verbatim of just like, Oh, like she just, decided to work like there's got to be more to it and i really hope that like this hawkeye show which i believe is the next show that's going to come out right like of the actual mcu that's not what if so we got what, oh, then we got, what if then we got miss marvel after that marvel. I believe, and then we're gonna have hawkeye i think hawkeye is okay. gonna be like the late november december show of this year i believe so yeah, yeah. They, it's gonna be oh, late wow. 2020 2021 excuse me see i haven't been really following the release schedule for the tv shows but like i thought that like what if was like the last show of this year so that has me happy um but yeah so i'm just like i hope that we find out more about yelena because like yelena is like one of my favorite characters in the mcu now like i I, like i love her yes Um, and so i really just like i want to know more because you know it seems like that valentina's forming the thunderbolts or like you know that her version of the avengers that are more like like you know they're willing to do what it takes to like get the job done type whatever people and that, yeah whatever it takes um but i don't know i i, I just hope that like we get those answers soon because those are like the small like 
question marks that I have after watching Black Widow for the yeah. MCU moving forward. My hope is that whatever they're doing with the Thunderbolts will lead, eventually lead into Young Avengers and that Yelena will have her her found family through like the Young Avengers with the Kate Bishop and Spider-Man, Miss Marvel, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. That'd be, that'd be yeah. amazing. And I'm and telling like you... A, oh, sorry. I, I'm ahead, still, sorry. I still am hoping that Bucky is the lead, like leads the Young Avengers. Yeah. Like, he trains the Young Avengers. I still want that to happen so bad. He needs something. We can't just leave he him every single show or movie. He does. Eric, go ahead. And there's been like a four-year period in between Black Widow and obviously this end credit scene. So something could have happened to Yelena since then. Right. Like she, um, she could have tried the hero thing. It didn't work out. Uh, Vanessa comes up like, "Hey, you want some money? Okay." So. Oh, it is like, like not. It is like she says in Endgame. I'm, no, I'm just, I'm just saying like there, there's something could have happened. And now she finds out Natasha's dead, and she goes. I don't know. I hate to use she snaps, but uh, she um, something happens to her. So like that, like we have this window here where it's, anything could have happened to her. Also, did y'all notice that Yelena's wearing what appears to be the clueless jacket in the post credit scene? The what jacket? The clueless the clu- jacket, as in the movie clueless? clueless. Yeah, the movie Clueless. It looks like the same jacket in Clueless. Oh God! Like the oh, the black and yellow. Yep. The, the checkered pattern. Oh, I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Eric, I think you are on to something. I think Yelena probably got snapped, and the rest of the family did too. Because if you think about it, Black Widow did say, sorry, Natasha did say, at in Endgame, like this is all she has now. Like the Avengers of whatever it was. <laughs> Is what? Yeah, yeah. I just Fuck. blew your mind, didn't I? This is all I she has. Snap. Yeah, there you go. So that's I what's, think what's so great about it. This is why she decided to give up her life because like yeah. she had nobody else. This is it. Um, I do want to ask a question about the end credit scene. Do we feel like uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus's character reveal in this movie was? I know this was supposed to happen, and then we were supposed to see her in Falcon and Winter Soldier. I thought this was better, that we saw her in Falcon and Winter Soldier first, and then this. I agree. I, I liked I liked it, because like, she actually introduced herself to yeah. uh, uh, Wyatt Russell's character, you know, U.S. agent. Yeah. Um, and that was, like, her introducing herself to us, you know? It wasn't just, like... Because, uh, like, if they did it the other way around, yeah. big, like... Big Marvel fans who know who Valentina is yeah. would have been like, oh, the f- oh my god, yeah. but that would have been like five percent of the theater, you know what I mean? Like, but for everyone else, just like, oh, who's Valentina? and look it up and like, you know, um, and go That's from putting there. It lightly. I would have been like, who the fuck is that? Because, like, yeah, because now Elaine. I'm just like, <laughs> Elaine, because now I'm just like thinking about like moving forward, like who we could see like Valentina recruit in the future, you know what I mean. Um, because again, we know that like the young Avengers are coming. Um, I wish, and that's something I wish that they touched upon more in the, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Cause, uh, I, uh, Isaiah's nephew was supposed to be the Patriot and that was like, not really talked about at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see if that actually comes through to any sort of fruition. Um, and, can I, can uh, I make a, a suggestion of who's next? Uh, sure. Scorpion. No? Okay. No. All right. I'll just go no. fuck myself. 
No, no, I wouldn't. No. Okay. Um, you can't introduce Matt Gargan that way. Like, you yeah. Gotta let him, you gotta let him be with Spider-Man first, and then we'll. No, no, no. I'm saying after. I think he's going to be a big part. Of, okay, all right, I got you. I, I I hear what you're saying now. I'll go fuck off. You I'll can't go just fuck introduce off. in the jar, dude. I go fuck off. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, I, I think was, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. So, because I don't know, I don't know who's the villain. Who's going to be the villain in Hawkeye? You know, I don't think it's going to be Elena. I think it's going to be some someone that we don't know who it is. Maybe whoever that person is ends up being uh ends up being recruited by Valentina because like. It feels like that they're going for, like, they, it's really hard to recruit, like, people that have legitimate superpowers that are, like, beyond just human, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, so it's like, how do you, so I think that, she, the, you know, the shows where it's the more grounded villains, those are the people that are going to eventually get recruited by Valentina. I think Hawkeye is like the next show because I don't I don't know about Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel is also a possibility, but uh, those shows seem more realistic on where she'll show up. Absolutely. My last question, and it's, it's a super simple one: Is this a good send off for Natasha? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm so conflicted. I'm so I, conflicted. I feel as though. What does that mean? Sorry, go ahead, no, no, Eric. Eric, you go first. I'm, I'm I feel as though it was good for her because, like, you know, we've had all the stuff on Natasha, like in Avengers. We had Dracoff's daughter mentioned from Loki. We had the ledgers dripping red. We have all this backstory stuff, and it was nice to see what happened in Budapest. Like, it was nice to know what the thing was, and okay. I feel as though because her arc is done, like she got to sacrifice her life for her family. Like, like that's what we talk about with Loki. Like Natasha's arc is done. Like, it's good. She got to do what she wanted to do. Like, she wanted to do this. And so, this was just a nice little... And that's why I think, like, knowing that she died, I think, added to this movie for me. Yes. Because, like, she um, she felt mm-hmm. a little bit more reserved, I think, in this movie. Um, because, you know, she's dealing with her actual family right now. Like, I think she's she acts... I don't want to say Scarlett Johansson acts better, but I think the character is better with the Avengers... And, like, her with her actual family that she had growing up, I think she was, like, a bit more scared. And I thought that added to... I thought Scarlett Johansson's performance really added to that. But I, I, for this movie, this this was about getting ready for the new Black Widow. Like, I know Kevin Feige said that this movie is going to introduce a lot of new MCU stuff. And I think this was a nice baton toss. Like, obviously, I think it'd be awesome. Because I know with the multiverse, we can do anything. And we can have Scarlett Johansson come back if we want to. But I think... Yeah. Florence Pugh, I, baby. I'm just saying. I think, like, obviously... I, I mean, I love Natasha Romanoff like, as a character, and so obviously I want more Scarlett Johansson in it, but this was a good baton. This was a good handoff. Like, I think this was really good, and I, I'm excited to see what Florence Pugh does. I think she's going to do a really good job. Yeah. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm conflicted, because, like, first off, I do, I do think... I don't think that... Um, I don't like that this came after knowing that Natasha dies. I think that like her death would have been because like her death for me was like oh this is sad like this is sad you know when when i watched endgame but like um it wasn't as impactful as what they did for tony and uh steve that's what i'm trying right. to say like right. it wasn't even though they're you know they're all the avengers they're all the og avengers but like let's be honest like you know hawkeye and black widow kind of got like the the crap end of the stick when it came to to like uh their 
treatment and their stories and things like that. Like, granted, like, you know, that criticism was implemented in Age of Ultron where it focused heavily on Hawkeye and, like, why, like, just a guy with a bow is, like, still a super important member of that team. But, like, you know, I just... I think that if we got this stuff, I would have, like, legitimate... I probably would have, like, legitimately cried when, like, Black Widow died yeah. in the endgame. Cam, um, I'm going to send you a link to a video that I saw today that and, made me cry. And see, like, now, and now that I, you know, Endgame came before this, every time I watch Endgame now, I'm not going to be sad. I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be like, fuck. I wish that this was, like, in before End. Like, I wish Black Widow was before Endgame because this, this part would have, like, just destroyed me the first time. Because I really, like... I really, really love uh, Natasha a lot more than I do than I did like 24 hours ago when I saw the movie. Uh, before I saw the movie, and um, yeah, man, it just it just sucks to. I think it just sucks because like she got her own movie finally, but like she's mm-hmm. already gone. You know what it's I mean? Her it's like, man, like she deserved like, better. It, yeah, it, yeah, she definitely deserved better, and I just think that um, man. It it just sucks, man. It it just sucks. It hurts. I don't, it hurts. It really does. Um, and that's why I'm like interested about this because like, I I think that if they did something like what they did with Hawkeye throughout the like Avengers films, because like you know at that point like I was all about Hawkeye. I was like, yeah, Hawkeye's cool. Like, you know, give me more Hawkeye stuff. Like that first scene in Endgame, oh. crushing, crushing. And it's just like I just didn't get that with Natasha throughout the entire mcu like it just it's like oh that's sad like you want you want you know and then when they mention like oh you know do you think that natasha's really alive like did she come back and things like that like obviously mm. i'm like yes i want her to come back but like you know i knew that it she wasn't and and but uh but it just didn't hit me the same way um i think that like um the other characters and yeah. i don't know it just it just it just sucks like it sucks. Like, I, I really do think that, like, she just got, like, kind of the worst kind of treatment for, like, all the main... Not even just, like, the main six, but, like, even with, like, Ant-Man. Like, when Ant-Man saw, like, in, uh, in Endgame saw his daughter, that was, like, probably oh, the hardest I cried in the entire movie. Yeah. That was kind of, like, I think that was the hardest I cried in the entire movie. And that's because I really love Ant-Man. Like, I, Ant-Man's one of my favorite MCU films. Um, yeah, one, it's because it, also so. you're seeing Paul Rudd break, and he's normally like this happy-go-lucky guy. And this is like the one time we get him very emotional, yeah, and like and that if, makes me feel. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't know. Um, I again, I love this movie, but uh, I just think in the grand scheme of things, when you think about how Natasha's just gone and probably will never come back, it's um, it's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. She's gone, um, but maybe the vest lives on. What's up? I also want to thank Cam for also saying, like, that death scene in Endgame was, eh, it was okay. Like, uh, it's He did sad. not say that. It's You're sad. twisting his words. No, no, I'm, what I'm saying is you guys were making faces at me like I wasn't crying, like I'm a monster. But he, it is sad, but, like, I didn't have a connection to Natasha. Like, this ma- movie gives me that connection, and that makes that scene worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. um... Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I just want to say like again, like it's kind of like the thing where like when you see something and you think it's funny but you don't laugh, like oh that's funny, yeah. But I'm not gonna, I'm not laughing about it. I was like, exactly. oh that's sad, but yeah. it's not gonna make me like emotional if that makes sense. My Same my thing. bummer with 
Similar to what? Well, the same thing with Gamora. Gamora was also like kind of mm, similar boat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, okay, it's it's a little bit of it's a little bit of a bummer that like most of what we're taking away from Black Widow is that, like oh it makes Endgame so much better like yeah I, I mean I it does it but, like, makes me like the character more like it definitely gives me more like uh, uh, for those of you that don't know like I I am all about the backstory like the more backstory you give me about anything the better like this is exactly what I needed to care about this character and it, sure. it it did its job for me well me and eric can cry whenever she falls in vormir right eric? And i will be crying now yeah i think it's just i think it's one of those things where like if you have to look at hollywood in itself when we were talking about earlier like when people thought that female-led superhero films didn't wouldn't do anything and then you know 2017 wonder woman just fucking kicks down the door and then you know like, we should have gotten this movie in 2017, 2018. And I don't know if that's a production thing. I don't know if that's... I don't know whose fault I, that is. I can answer that question for I, for you. Um, uh, Kevin Feige actually wasn't officially in charge of the MCU until after Phase 2. That is so that's right. why we didn't get a blockbuster. Was it, was it what? Uh, Alan? Yeah. I don't know the per- previous person in, ch- in I, charge, but when it was that was basically the reason. Into, uh, think, TV and uh, movies? Oh, sorry. Uh, I know we had, like, Jeff Lowe was in charge of TV and stuff, and mm-hmm. so um, it's wild. Like, this movie would have hit more, because I remember Tessa looking over at me, and, like, when she has her blonde hair getting legit, like, I wish this was after Civil War and, like, her going to Infinity War. Like, that would have made, like, her appearing in Infinity War a little bit more hype when she's taken down uh, Midnight Wave yeah. and them. And so, um, yeah, it, it is a bummer, uh, but... Um, I, Obviously, this isn't just because, like, Ruben, like, that. it really is great that you like Natasha now. Like, because Natasha is great. And I'm just, like, because this is, like, I've, like, read Black Widow stories. Like, I've seen Black Widow cartoons, all this stuff. And so, like, I was already, like, super in, like, enthralled with the character. Like, obviously, her Iron Man 2 debut, not the best for her. Like, I was excited she was in the MCU finally. Like, uh, here's Black Widow. This is one of the most important characters in the uh, Marvel comics right here. And then, like, Avengers, you get her kick-ass debut where she just, like, give me a minute on the phone and just beats the shit out of everybody. Yeah. Like, Black Widow would do. Like, and so, the cam's right. It is bittersweet. I wish this would have come at a different time, but I- I'm happy that you really like the character now. I hope you go pick up some Black Widow comics, because they're really good. Um, but, uh, go ahead, Christian. Oh, my God. I just remembered that the post credit scene, when... Yelena whistles, wait, like, oh, at yeah. the grave of Natasha. That got me, dude. Like, fuck, she's actually yeah. gone. Yeah. What a powerful was, moment. I'm watching this movie again on Thursday. And and the thing is, like, the MC, like, <laughs> Kevin Feige is fucking playing with our heads. He knows that we have, like, this glimmer of hope that Natasha's actually alive. Because there was that, there was, like, that extra second of silence. Where it was meant for you to be like, oh, is the response going to come? Is she alive? Oh, wow. It's just no. And it's just like, fuck you, Kevin Feige. How dare you? Yeah. Um, he, yeah. he has said he would like to keep working with Scarlett Johansson. So um, I'm bring her back. I'm all for it. Yeah. Well, we'll so. see if ScarJo wants to be back, right? I mean, yeah. here's the thing. With the, with the multiverse being a thing. Yeah. It's possible. It's Have possible. her come back as a villain. Um, I would actually like. If we could talk about uh, Drakoff for a little bit, like I, yeah, in terms of like an actual villain, I thought he was outstanding. 
like hear me out. Yeah. Like it's like how Tessa equates Frollo, how Frollo is one of the best Disney villains because that's a person that actually fucking existed back then who's like persecuting people who are different and everything. This guy right here, Drakov, that's a person who exists. Like human trafficking, you know, yeah. uh, abusing women. Like this this kind of person exists. Like that one scene like after Natasha realized she can't hurt him and he does like the backhand thing like he's going to hit her. I'm like those people fucking exist out there yeah. and they're terrifying. And that's why, even though he was a throwaway, like he was memorable to me because no, he was better is, than Taskmaster. Like, like he was, oh, yeah. like he was. Yeah, that's human scum right there. Like, that's a good villain, right? Like Tessa looked at me like, you know, we have all these MCU villains that are terrible. She looked at me, she's like, I've never wanted a villain to die more. I like, I've never mm-hmm. wanted someone to be beaten. I agree more than this guy, and I yeah. thought that was really great. Like, that's a real world villain right there. This isn't someone who you know, has six magical gems and snaps half of life. Like, that's a real person. Yeah. And so I thought that's what added to it. Wholehearted I don't know about you guys, but I could almost I, smell his breath when he's, like, in front of Natasha's yeah, face. Yeah. Uh, he's, like, such uh, a gross dude. I like. I also liked how um, Yelena was the one who, who killed him. I Like, I, I was hoping that that was going to be the case. Yep. Not Natasha, because it was just kind of like a representation of, like, all the Black Widows that he has manipulated throughout like i mean obviously natasha like for the longest time but like like she's been chemically manipulated yeah well yeah yeah but not even that it's just like she's been far and away like past that part of her life Mm -hmm. while yelena was like literally a few weeks ago (laughs) so um i like how she was the one to do it it was just like a good representation of like the uh like a metaphor for like all the black widows that he's manipulated Mm -hmm. throughout the uh, throughout the years or their lives, basically. Shout out to Natasha, um, literally breaking her Dang nose, her like nose. dislocating it. Yeah, and like yeah. insane. What a great character moment for her. One of my favorites of that movie, I, I think. I enjoy the line also. It's like it's it's uh, hard to be tough when you're not around like little girls, are you? Because like that's literally like, his power was taken away from him right there. And they're like with abusers yeah. like that, like that's all they want. And so she's like, look, you've never had a conversation. When was the last time you had talked to someone who wasn't, under you know, your under your control? Yeah. Like, when was the last time you did all this? Like, you're literally nothing. And so he's like, don't tell me to stop. It's like, dude, this is, this is a mirror at, uh, people out there. And I thought that was, I thought that was incredible. It's actually really great. Cause like, if you think about it, you know, she's trying, like Natasha's trying to stop like this, mass manipulator but like at the end of the day she's more manipulate like she's she out manipulated him like you know what i mean like because you just think about like all these moments in the mcu where she's just manipulated her enemies and like so when she's just like would she just like turn around and smile and said thank you for your cooperation i was just like oh Oh, um, it just reminded me immediately i was just like while watching the movie of like the scene with loki where he's just like where she's just like, so that's your plan. And it's just like, and just walked away. I was like, she is just, like, that is like, that's her superpower. Her that, She has a superpower. And it's just being able to play dumb and, like, get the information that she needs from her targets. It's insane. You're making me want to watch this movie again. I'm watching it again on Thursday, yeah. man. Fucking again, point. dude. It's yeah, so I'm good. Some beautiful shots in this movie, especially Absolutely. like when it's in Norway. It's like, so well shot. It's very well mm-hmm. shot. Uh, uh, shout out to that. Um, so, I've been watching. Any... The... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Christian. No, no, go ahead. Oh, 
No, no, you, you have a point. No, I'm going to wrap up. I, there's no point. I was just going to say, I've been watching the Netflix show Ragnarok, so I thought that that Thor was going to pop into this. It would have been funny. Just just, just, stop. <laughs> just stop. I know, I, I know. Yeah. yeah, I told you. Any final thoughts, guys, before we wrap up the show on Black Widow? Um, too late, but I'm glad it exists. I'm glad this movie exists. Yep. Very much. Uh, let me. Uh, so, someone else go first. Someone else go first. Uh, Natasha Romanoff, thank you for everything you've done. Uh, yeah, thank you. Long live Florence Pugh. I can't wait to see more of her in action. Oh, DuckTales bo- being in the background, by the way. I can't believe I didn't mention that earlier. Duck oh, DuckTales, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Wait, what? Yeah. I saw yeah, that in duck- the credits. DuckTales, like when they come into the house initially, when they're about to get ready for dinner, you see DuckTales theme in the background. Oh, so, right. oh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Christian. I almost forgot it. So you were talking about Florence Pugh and her supremacy. No, it's fine. She's uh, credited, I think, to be on all six episodes of Hawkeye. So I, I need more of her. Yeah. Oh, is that, she really? Ooh, baby, mm-hmm. let's go. I'm so excited. Yeah, she's great. Um, seventh best MCU film is what I'd say. Mm. I need to go oh, see yeah. Cam's listing. We yeah. also did not rank this movie, but we'll save that for another time. <laughs> no, we're going to rank it now. No, we're going to oh, rank okay, it right now. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Right. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Uh, Ruben, I'm sorry. You don't get uh, a thing right now yeah, because okay. your Stanley okay. cameo. Yeah. Um, yeah. I we were saying this before we were recording. I realized that there. I thought there was more Stanley cameos. I thought I heard on Twitter there was going to be more, but no, there's no more. I will try to not uh, create a tangent on whatever this list, collective list, y'all got, mm-hmm. um, and just try and rank based off of the list that you have. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go first, Christian, since it's my time, yeah. uh, my segment. Uh, I didn't mean to say my time, my segment. All right, ladies and gentlemen, what is a good hero but without a good villain? So welcome to our segment where we rank the MCU villains. So right now, we're almost done with phase one. We had to stop for Loki and stuff. So here's our list right now. Number five, Abomination slash Thunderbolt Ross from The Incredible Hulk. Number four, Whiplash and Justin Hammer from Iron Man 2. Number three, Tony himself, Obadiah Stane from Iron Man Number two, Red Skull from Captain America, the first Avenger. And number one, Loki from Thor. So y'all put, y'all put Red Skull over Obadiah? No, Obadiah. Hey, I didn't. Okay. Did I? Listen, listen, listen. I like Obadiah. He's we cool. love <laughs> Obadiah, but I'm sorry, but Red Skull has to go first. All right. Second. Okay. Here we go. We are going to, I think we're going to double this up again. We're going to do Taskmaster uh, Dreykov. Um, So for me right now, just with the combination of both characters, when you had the ferocity of Taskmaster with the manipulation of Dracoff over Thor Loki, who wasn't where he's supposed to be yet, I have this the number one duo right now. Wow. Thor Loki. Hmm. Because Loki doesn't become like, the superstar in the MCU that he is until Avengers one. So like this one, he's still trying like, he has a purpose um, in Thor one, but I feel as though this was also a character that has obviously ties to Natasha's past in both ways. One, the person that manipulated her and abused her Two, her literal past haunting her. That is taskmaster slash Drakov's daughter. Um, and it was just this, uh, what felt like unnatural force always following her because obviously I, I can't speak to with y'all's personal lives, but like sometimes the past does haunt you and sometimes it has a giant sword and uses 
T'Challa claws and Captain America shield. But I digress. Um, so I, for me personally, I have Taskmaster Drakoff as number one just of this group okay, that we have okay. so far. Okay. I am going to have to say I would put it under Thor Loki. And the reason why I think that is because I think that Loki, I think a lot of the compellingness of Loki's uh why loki because i see this like not just as an origin for thor but i see it as an origin for loki in Mm -hmm. thor um despite that movie not being super great overall compared to the rest of the mcu um i think that loki is like the best part of that movie that isn't the uh the banishment scene because that scene is like one of the best cinematic moments like that's such a great cinematic moment where fucking anthony hopkins fucking banishes thor so good um, but, um, but right. I think that like, just there's just so many moments in that movie where like I feel bad for Loki, even though he's the villain. Yeah. Um, and especially the part where like he yells "Tell me" to like to Odin, I'm just like, fuck. Like I just feel like that his story is more tragic than Natasha's. Um, because like there's a like there is like I get like being taken from your like real mother and like everything that happened uh with natasha leading up to all the manipulation and stuff like just you know living for however long they lived as gods i don't know if they aged the same um and not knowing that like your whole life is a lie basically and how you feel like disrespect like like uh underappreciated undervalued um compared to like i don't have a sibling but like mm. i could see uh, but i under i understand lucky you know, feeling I under i i understand feeling underappreciated and undervalued with like the relationship with my dad growing up so like that hits harder to me than what natasha went through um, but I think that it is super painful, and I think that, like, the way that they did do the stuff with Taskmaster and Drakoff was very, very good. Like, I think Drakoff is fantastic. It's just, it, as a collective... See, now I'm thinking more. He's talking himself out of it. <laughs> talking myself out of it, because, like... I have a just special like, power, Cameron, that I can make... Uh... I, I was able to convince um, Ruben here that Thor is better than Incredible Hulk because he was very <laughs> stubborn about that. Oh, Thor I, I is can, better than Incredible Hulk. Yeah, it definitely is. I can um, back but, him up here. Um, but 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 I I do think that I think they're. Oh man, you're right. Like obviously, when we talked about like Loki and Thor one, very Shakespearean. They're like these two brothers, opposite sides. Yeah going yeah. at each other and loki has purpose in here loki literally just wants his dad to say look how what i did i can do this and i think that's really important but i think like loki himself like he was his own character and that's what made it so powerful it's like it's these two big giant ideologies going at each other whereas taskmaster and Drakoff is literally integral to natasha's past and so these people, like, Drakoff has manipulated her the whole time, so there's a very personal connection to this. There's a very personal connection to her, because this is the person who seemingly made her who she is today, and now she has nowhere to go. And then, like I said, Taskmaster literally hunting her, just like 
personal things happen. Christian, go ahead. No, I'm so torn because on one end, like you're absolutely right. Like I, it's uh huh. I'm still gonna say Loki sim- uh, above Loki simply because like I think it's hard to make villains that you can relate and understand where they're coming from. And these and like you know I think that the Taskmaster stuff is particularly tragic um, for Natasha, but like the Drake like while he's very like compelling with like his portrayal like the actor who plays Drakeoff he's just like kind of just me- this maniacal guy you know what I mean mm-hmm. and like with Loki it's like you know that he doesn't want to be a bad guy but he has been pushed to this point due to betrayal and lies and you know things like that that it's just like man I actually really feel for you and I feel sorry for you and I felt that way ever since I watched the like Loki or Thor the first time in the theaters so I was just like damn this yeah. really sucks like I don't feel like Loki is a bad guy it's just he gets the shit he, out of the sick that's yeah, exactly my exactly. thinking I think Loki's exactly. a lot more third dimensional than than anything Taskmaster is and certainly more than anything Dracov is even though like those forces together have such a traumatic impact on Black Widow as a character at the I end agree. of the day I think Loki as a as a singular entity him being so empathetic even to us as viewers even though we know he's the quote unquote bad guy of the movie and like being so third dimensional is a lot more fascinating to me as a viewer than anything Dracov or Taskmaster was, even if Taskmaster was cool to see, like, in action. Yeah. All so right, for Ruben. me, it's number two. Ruben, my friend, you are the deciding factor. So, what, what you gonna... originally, I was going to come in here and fuck shit up and say the duo of this movie was number four. However, listening to... Up, up, up. Let me li- listening okay. to you guys talk shit. Like I again, I just really didn't like Taskmaster in this movie. Drakeoff was far more better, and I Taskmaster was they leveled each other out. I, was what I think I we can agree. I think I think we can generally yeah. agree with that. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So listening to you guys argue this, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to go with number two. Under right, Loki. Under Loki. There we go. Eat shit, Eric. Just kidding. I'm sorry. Like everything that you're saying about like Eric is valid. Like 100. percent He almost convinced me. I almost, I almost like fine. Number one, let's do it. Just think that, like it, it, it's, it's like one of those things where like I, I see Loki more as an antagonist, not a villain. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think that that normally when you say like, oh, this person's the antagonist, is because I can relate. To the actions and the reasonings as to why they're doing what they're doing, which while villains are just like evil, you know what I mean, um, and that's and that always like gets uh, gives a step up for me. It, it's funny a- because after the next episode, we're gonna have a one-two that is both Loki, so I find that very fascinating. Um, oh so- yeah, because you guys got Avengers next. Uh, Avengers yeah. next. All right, Christian, take it away, my friend. Give me a horny antagonist is the last thing I'll say about that. Then I'll relate to the character. Just kidding. Just Ranking the Marvel movie. We already <laughs> have one. Loki and Loki. You're so right. <laughs> it's time to rank the Marvel movies. Here is the list we have so far. Number five in Dead Last is The Incredible Hulk. Number four, Thor. Number three, Iron Man 2. Number two, Iron Man 1. And number one, Captain America, the first Avenger. 
I want to uh, start with Cam here. Oh, uh, it's, it's number one. Uh, with, with, with that list, it's 100% number one. But I think that, like, Captain America, the first Avenger, is a very good film. Uh, I think it's on my personal top... I want to say it's in my personal top ten, personally. I think it's uh, it doesn't get enough love that it's... Yeah, it's literally sitting at number ten now uh, after... Wait, one, two, three, four. Yeah, it's literally sitting at number ten now. Ten. So before Black Widow was number eight, or number nine. Um, I think that Captain America, the first Avenger, does not get enough love. I hope it stays high on your list as you guys keep progressing through these. Um, and yeah. Uh, number okay. one. Eric, my man. Uh, right now, of these lists, I have such a fond love of Captain America, the first Avenger, especially the two first two acts. Like, the third act, like, derails a little bit, but those first two acts, of, like, instilling who this person is, is so good. Like, I have, like, Black Widow for me right now on this list is number two. Of 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 this list going on is number two. Those first, like him picking up the garbage cans, the shield, him jumping on the dummy grenade, like those was our first introduction to Captain America, and it's like that set the tone for just this very good person. And so Black Widow is exceptional. It's still for me, like upper upper mid tier like almost in the top tier for me um but like of this list black widow number two okay christian you're next ruben no you're, oh i'm next okay next. fuck yeah. <laughs> um yeah i'm agreeing with eric for so for captain america i think pound for pound that movie is a lot tighter i think the script is just a lot more fascinating i like the look um of captain america i think it sets him up very well it's a lot of MCU defining moments. I know. I'm, it's, I'm sorry. Is I, I know. I think it, it's just a structurally, it's a way tighter movie. Even if the third act does kind of waver, I think it's way better than Black Widow. I think Black Widow tries things that I don't vibe with, and like that's okay. Other people like it. Um, and I'd go so far as to say the same case for Iron Man. So on this list for me, it's number three. All right, Ruben, where are you guys? What? For no, wait, wait, number three. What? Yeah, you just snuck three. that in there. I thought you were I, also going to say like it's better than Iron Man. Okay, I think Iron Man one and Captain America one are better movies than Black Widow. Dude, Iron Man one, is, like all the Iron Man films are like bottom tier MCU. Like, and I well, I wouldn't say all of them, but like, what Iron Man one is like sixth <laughs> from the bottom for me, and then Iron Man two is second to last for me. Iron Man three, like Iron Man three, uh, is. I think Iron Man three is the best Iron Man. Yeah, there we go. Baby. There, we, there go. we go. Yeah, um, but it's still right above Iron Man one. So it's okay. like, but like here's the here's the thing. Like there's like a tier of films. I don't want to go so deep into this, but like I think there's a tier of films that are like not bottom tier but low tier MCU. Yeah. that are like all around the same quality. So if like so I could like name like a few That's of those tier. films. Which I won't say which because I, I think some of y'all will get mad at me. Um, that I think that like fit in that same tier, but it's like at the bottom of that tier for me, if that makes sense. So yeah. But uh, no, that's 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 just insane. Well, that's I, I, me. I, that, but, 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 <laughs> you would hate my Pixar ranking. Oh, I bet I would. Um, I promise you, it's not the worst Pixar ranking I've ever seen, so it, it's okay. Ruben. So, yeah, lay it on us. So here's the thing. This is why I didn't want to rank this movie, because this list is here's, like... Here's the thing, like, Ruben. If you if you put it at number one, 
it's at number one because I'm at, I'm saying number one right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I, I, I that's this is like comparing apples to oranges. I can't compare here, these three. Uh, these Ruben, here, Ruben, here's the thing. Black Ruben, Ruben, Ruben. This, Ruben. Here, 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 okay, here, here's the thing. Well, before you make your judgment, this is what I'm gonna say. Here's the thing. I love Captain America: The First Avenger. I really do. Like, I am surprised how much y'all love this film um, because that makes me really happy. But it's not like it's it, it it's like the best. It's the best, in my opinion, uh, phase one film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But but like it, like I think it's better than Avengers. Like I think it's aged better than event the first Avengers film. But it's like as time has gone on, like the I wouldn't say as time has gone on, but like I think phase one feels so just beginner. Definitely. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It just feels so like setup heavy that it it just doesn't it it, it it's fun to watch every like it's the <clears throat> Black Widow. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna type a Black Widow because that's the best way to explain it. Black Widow like proved it gave what we needed for Natasha or like what Natasha deserved this entire time. It does more for that character. I think, um, like, I think that Captain America, the first Avenger has great moments. Um, but I think that as an overall film and what the film does for the character in itself is Mm. much better than what they do for Captain America, because like Captain America is like, Oh, red skull, red skull, bad defeat, red skull. Like, it's not like, you know, what Eric was saying about, Taskmaster's connection to Natasha and Drakov's connection to uh, Natasha and like how the Red Room was in the sky. That was so cool. That was so unexpected. Did anyone actually expect that? No, I didn't. I didn't expect it. it I was thought so it was going to be cool. underground. I thought it was. Gonna be I was just like when they were saying like, "Oh, we're going to land, but we're going up." I was just like, "It's in the sky!" Oh my god! Like, there's just so many. Like, if you told me that, like. Hey, we're getting this Black Widow film. And it's going to be one of my favorite MCU films by the time with it. I was like, "You're crazy!" Yeah, right. And like, and granted, like I know that you may not feel the same way, Ruben, but I'm saying like, I think that there were like a lot of genuine surprises that this film had. That I think that it should be, even if like, here's the thing: I'm not going to ride and die like, "Hey, by the time that you guys rank the entire MCU, it's in your top 10. But it is better <laughs> than all five of these films, and it. Kind of ain't close. I We're all like in agreement it's better than Iron Man 2, though, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I needed to know. I needed to know. With I know how Ruben's gonna go with this, I feel like freaking Matthew Mercer about to drop a story beat right now because, like, I just know I have like this thing right here. I just know where this is going. So, Ruben, Regis, tear my heart out right now. I like to lock in my answer. Uh-huh. Number two. Let's go, baby! Wow! Number two. In- over Iron Absolute- Man! Absolute- Absolute- oh, over definitely Iron over Man. Iron Man. Uh, yes, like, over the- Iron Man. Like, like at- if anything, number two. But even then, like, no. I- but- I'm Y'all sorry. Know- I'm sorry. The only way... <laughs> I'll-, I'll give you this. There's so many things in Black Widow that I loved, but like the Captain America, Captain America, uh, the Steve and Bucky relationship, the Steve and it's not even 
not good in the movie. It's the in Steve Winter and Soldier Peggy relationship. The Steve and Peggy, Peggy relationship. Is my favorite character in the you MCU. You can't top that, baby. You can't. I agree. Peggy is oh. my favorite character in the entire MCU. In the entire Damn, MCU. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to do it. Okay. <laughs> no, don't, ladies, bet, bet don't hate me. Bet money. Did you did you watch uh, Black Widow in theaters? Yeah, I did. Damn it. Well, I was going to say, well, I mean, like, you should have. Support your local theaters. But what I'm saying is, like, bet money you watch Captain America the First Avenger, and then you watch Black Widow back-to-back, you'll be like, oh, Black Widow's a better film. I bet bet money. I put $5 down on it. We'll see. I put $5 down on it. We'll see. I would disagree, but. We'll see. Also, like, you know, Nazis. It's just, like, again, I love the first of Nazis. Nazis are your selling point, Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> like, you hate Nazis, you know? Like, hate uh, Nazis. Is, like, let's, I love let's... the first Avenger, but you, yeah. you crazy. crazy. I like the Listen, meditations on toxic masculinity in the you're Captain also America, the like, first Avenger. Like, come on, you're talking to the biggest Captain America fan you probably know, you know? Like, here's the thing, no. Like, ever since, like, since the MCU, like, I'm a huge Captain America, like, Captain America... Like, I just got a Captain America tank top. I want to get the metal shield that I know that uh, you have, right, Ruben? Ooh, that's right, baby. Like, I, I, like, I want to get it. Like, I want to save up and get it. Like, I love Captain America now. Like, Captain, like, that, like, he is my favorite hero in the MCU. But, like, or was. Well, still is, because Sam Wilson. Fuck yeah. Um, And it's just, like, it's just, I, I, again, like, when I... When I watch the when I watch the first Avenger, like this is a fun rewatchable film with some great mo- with some great moments for the MCU or like Steve characters moving forward. Again, when I was watching Black Widow, I was just like consistently, this movie's so good. What the hell is happening? And it just got it, oh my god. Sorry, so Kate. Sorry, Kate Shortland, aka director of Black Widow. You're no Joe Johnston. Captain America reigns on. Again, Cam, if the Taskmaster character was stronger, I would have gone with. They were just a blank slate, Ruben, for Drakoff to use. Like, and that's, that's the problem. The with it. Well, that, that's the problem, Eric. That's the problem. But I, uh, yeah, it, 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 it is what it is. But I will say, knowing that you're going through all the MCU films, I'd love to come on and talk about Guardians of the Galaxy, the best MCU film. Don't get him on. Don't get him on for that shit. <laughs> Guardians best- 1 is not that good. Yes, it is. Guardians it is the best is- MCU film. It no, is not it is even that good. No, wait, oh, okay, Cam, 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 Cam. Let's not. Christian, Christian, Christian. What's your What's your favorite MCU film right now? Tell me. Tell me right now. I think it's Infinity War. <laughs> okay, no, Infinity no, War. No, it's War. It's Civil War. We've talked about this, Christian. It's Civil War. Civil War. That's right. Civil War. Civil War. Civil War. Oh my god. Oh my god. Freaked out Astra. If you don't like it, start your own movie podcast, huh? Civil All right. <laughs> Civil War is. I mean, it's 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 top. It's like top tier, but it's not. It's not. No, no. Guardians is way better. Cam, come on. Civil War is really really good. Guardians, Guardians one. No, Guardians is better. It's better than two. So that's Guardians, Guardians two's better two's than one. Better than one. No, not Guardians Let's two. Let's <laughs> yep. Yes. No, when I saw Guard, no, because I was a big Guardians one fan. I mean, like again, it's been my favorite MCU film since I saw it, and it still holds up. When I saw Guardians two, I left the theater visually angry. Visually, because it was that bad. Because it was that bad. Yeah, it was not good. Guardians one. No Guardians two. Oh, I heard him say Guardians one. Listen, man. Like people, hold on. Like here's the thing, like. Like, when I ask people, what's so great about Guardians 2, they'll be like, he may not have been your father, but he sure wasn't your dad. I'm like, 
That is the only lie. Like that's no, that is not the entire movie. The movie is a mess. It's like the writing is like, it's the the writing in that movie is just like, hey, haha, you remember like that that uh, humor that you liked in the first movie? Well, we're doing it again, but they're making it super obvious. It's the humor is very, very like. You have Chris Pratt in the first movie going like this to show his middle finger. That That is totally that is childish. That wasn't. He's he's childish. He's childish. Cam. Wow. We'll see if we have you back on for Guardians of the Galaxy. But for now, it's time to say goodnight. Christian, yeah, let me find you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the ranking so far is the Incredible Hulk is number six. Five is Thor. Four is Iron Man two. Got Iron Man 3 and number 3, number 2, Black Widow, and number 1, Captain America, the first Avenger. You can follow me at IsoChristian for all my apparently hot movie takes on the MCU, (laughs) as well as updates on my movie podcast at Large Popcorn. Thank you. Cam, where can people find you? Uh, Yeah, you can find me at Cam Final Mix, Mix, now verified on Twitter. Wow, Um, congratulations. Yes, yes. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Uh, and uh, I stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash CamFinalMix. And I'm actually probably going to stream soon, uh, tonight. Guardians uh, 1? Start up. No More Halo? Heroes. No More oh. Heroes. Oh, okay. Yep. Gonna, uh, that's my new series playthrough is No More Heroes. Gearing up for No More Heroes 3. That comes out next month. Okay, cool. Eric, where can people find you? Hey, you know, just Eric C. again on Twitter, just getting ready to be a dad, so that's fun. We have uh, new stuff coming in. My mother got me the cringy, I've leveled up to be a dad shirt, so I'm excited to wear those. She also got me a dad man shirt with the bat logo, so very fun about that. Very excited for when Ruby gets old enough so she can appreciate the MCU. It's going to be great. It's going to be a fun time. So that's uh, that's what I got. Um, Enjoying Sackboy. That's a great game. I love that game. Before you watch, uh, before she watches the MCU, you gotta show her the best Marvel film, Spider Man Two. Oh, you know it's happening. You know it's happening. You know it's Eric. Happening. Here's the thing: at the end of the day, no matter what your other opinions are, Spider-Man you know the best by far. movie, Spider Man Fucking Two, Tobey Maguire, Doc Ock, Alfred Molina. We all agree go- on this. We all agree. Be careful, he's a hero. Dude, like, remember, <laughs> dude, like, like, like I'm, I'm not gonna go on this much longer, but like, y'all, when kind of funny was watching the Spider-Man films. Damn it, let's not, let's not talk about that. It brings up. <laughs> <laughs> it's what happened? Twenty years. I aged. Tw- they put, they put the Amazing Spider-Man two as number one. What? Yes. Wait, I kind of understand it. I like, I like watching Garfield. Like, okay, all right, all right. Let's not talk about. <laughs> no, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. It's the wildest thing ever. I, no. I die. I die. I died. When Tobey Maguire comes back as a variant in Spider-Man No Way Home. When Tobey Maguire comes back as Uncle Ben, <laughs> we will find out. End the show, Ruben, please. Ladies and gentlemen, Excelsior. Excelsior.